When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Episode number 59. And guess what? We are one week away for the one year anniversary of Break It Down with Brian H. And guess what? Here's some news. So the show next week will be different because if it's recorded on time, I don't know, because I will be out of town on business. So... If it is, it will not take place in my home of Baltimore, Maryland, and it will not take place right here inside the wrestling realm. Instead, it'll be on location. So we'll wait to see. But before we get into today's show, we have to talk about we lost a legend, folks. We lost King Kong Bundy. Um, I woke up this morning, found out, I texted my brothers. Uh, it was about 6.40 Eastern Time a.m. And I was like, man, did you guys hear? King Kong Bundy passed away. So our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Um, just a couple of things to say. You know, I remember King Kong Bundy as my first, like, real memory, like, far as, like, really watching him was when he wrestled, um, when he was with the million dollar corporation and he wrestled the undertaker at wrestlemania 11 now i was young when he was uh fighting uh, at wrestlemania 3 when they was you know the midgets and against hillbilly jim and his midgets or you know uh obviously i was born after about four months after wrestlemania 2 so i wasn't watching when he took on Hulk Hogan in the main event, but certainly I've seen that match multiple times. So one thing we do know that, uh, you know, he would always say five count. And later on, you guys may remember Big E uh, thing was three isn't enough. I need five. So I thought the prayers go out to him and his, well, I should say his family on during this troubled time during their loss. So let's get into today's show. We're going to start, you know, um, the title of the show been watching is uh well if you looked at the graphic is ronda rousey turns heel and awaits wrestlemania so how did that happen well ronda rousey last week on monday night raw decided that she had had enough she wanted to face the best she wanted becky lynch even though becky had been kind of doing whatever she wanted to do she had demanded that vince mcmahon come out there and give her becky lynch well stephanie mcmahon said no that's not going to happen becky has to suffer the consequences for her actions and we saw becky lynch go to jail ronda said reinstate her they went back and forth ronda left the championship belt inside the ring 
Well, she Stephanie said, all right, well, fine. I guess I don't have a Raw Women's Champion. Therefore, decided that Becky Lynch would take on Charlotte and the winner would be a Raw Women's Champion. And this coming after Charlotte decided, hey, I'm the champ. I'm going to be crowned. Well, I thought that was real interesting. Stephanie came out Monday Night Raw with the title, as you can see right there on your screen. She's holding the title. They're getting ready for the contract signing. And then suddenly Ronda Rousey comes out. And, you know, she came out there and she said, I didn't ask to be excluded. I just wanted Becky included in the match. And then suddenly Ronda goes berserk. She says she's had enough. She starts telling Stephanie, you need me, you, because I could do whatever I want because at the end of the day, you care about your bank account. And my money is, my name is valuable and I'm going to put more money in your pockets. So Rhonda continued that. Then she went to talk to the fans, talk about how they just booed her. And as much as she tried to have respect for the business, you know, they, she wasn't accepted. And we saw her turn heel and lose it. Uh, she would attack Charlotte and Becky, but definitely giving Becky more of the attack and put her in the arm bar. Caught Becky Lynch off guard. So, and you have to wonder. Sometimes I was talking to my brother, Glenn Thomas, of the Wrestle Marks of Excellence. And he brought up a good point. He said, look, some of that stuff looked like it was a shoot, meaning real. Uh, and when I say real, I mean really hitting Becky. We saw them go back and forth, back and forth on social media. So who knows? That's the beauty of professional wrestling. Uh, I love Ronda turning heel. It's about time. We knew that she was going to get booed in New York. So book her to be booed. There's no way as this is my opinion. I just don't see heel or face Fans being happy if Ronda Rousey leaves WrestleMania 35 with the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I do believe now we will have a clear-cut Becky Lynch coronation. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. So only time will tell. Let's move on to SmackDown. So on SmackDown, we saw the new Daniel Bryan come out and he talked to you know he was speechless but then he started taking shots at kofi kingston he started saying kofi was in on a tour in india because that's what he's good for he's good for doing the promotional work of the wwe that he is not worthy of being a champion then we saw kevin owens come out there and owens made it clear you need to be shut up and he said he was a fan of the WWE Universe while he was out for five months. And he just got sick of Daniel Bryan. So I love that in such a short time, I've been able to get invested in this feud. Kevin Owens would take on Rowan in the main, or not the main event, but I guess you call it the main event, at the end of the night. And Daniel Bryan just kept calling him fat, loser, you know, as, you know, Doing Daniel Bryan things. We know how he gets when he gets on that microphone. He gets very annoying. I love it. And what we saw was them to beat up Kevin Owens. And it makes you wonder, is Kevin Owens going to leave Fastlane, leave Cleveland, the WWE champion once again? Well, he's been the universal champion. I don't think so. Time will tell. But I, they did say New Day will be in the house. 
So, will New Day get involved? Will Kofi Kingston get angry enough to get involved in this matchup? That's what we got to look forward to see. This is going to be really good. I have a feeling that these two will put on a good match, better than what people may think. Sure, it may get lost in the shuffle because you have Becky Lynch and um, Charlotte Flair taking each other. That will probably be the main event. Obviously, the Universal title isn't on the line. Um, we have the Shield reuniting. Uh, I don't think this will be the main event, but hey, guess what? Daniel Bryan can say is while he was the WWE champion, he did main event a show that did not include John Cena. So, speaking of the Shield, we saw Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley kind of... You know, after Dean Ambrose lost to Elias, they beat him up. And that kind of forced something. Kind of forced the shield. Actually, let me rewind that. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. Roman Reigns came out there. I'm about to get ahead of myself. Roman Reigns came out beginning of Monday Night Raw, and he talked about he's back and it's time to get back to business. He said before that, he had to call Seth Rollins out. So now everybody's thinking. All right, here we go. Roman's going to challenge for the championship. He's going to challenge Rollins at Fastlane for his title opportunity. Or he's going to say he wants the first title shot. But he didn't. Instead, he said he wanted to congratulate Rollins. He said he wanted to say that while he was out, Rollins was holding it down. And therefore, said, go ahead and slay the beast. And we saw Dean Ambrose say this a few weeks ago. Even though it was caught out of nowhere. But then he also said he had another request. He said, it's time to get the band back together. He said, brothers, that's what they do. They fight. So, Rollins, you know, he went back and forth and finally got Rollins to buy in. And they spent the night sort of chasing Ambrose. Um, and Ambrose is scheduled to leave. But one of the things Roman said was that, he wanted to do this because while he was out, he realized how life isn't promised. Things can be taken away from you. So he wanted to do this before he couldn't do it anymore. Um, like I said, later on in the night, Ambrose would lose. Um, but then we did see uh, when Rollins and Reigns came back out there after Ambrose lost, they asked him. And then Ambrose kind of got up and he walked up the uh, back at, up the ring. But then here comes McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley. And I got that mixed up. I had my time of events mixed up. I know somebody's out there. No, it didn't happen. But, yeah, they came out after. And when it looked like it could have been a two-on-one, Ambrose shook whatever attitude he had, and he ran down there, and he joined. And then... It was time. Afterwards, we saw the call for the fist pump. And then Ambrose thought about it, thought about it, and then he got on the same page. And therefore, at Fastlane, we are getting a triple, I mean, a six-man tag with the Shield taking on Corbin, Lashley, and McIntyre. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's uh, good stuff, and I can't wait to see what happens. Now it's time for my top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. 
So, the top rope this week, folks. You probably didn't think this was going to happen. It's Triple H. Now, I know last week I said I was not a fan of this feud. I did not want to see Triple H and Batista. But I got to admit, while I'm not really excited about the match, I am excited about the execution of this story. I love the fact that Triple H is having to dig deeper. This is legit. This seems like legitimate heat. Here's a guy who you already beat, but then all of a sudden, no, I mean, he already beat you. So you wonder what else do you want? But then you think about it. Batista could be really upset because he felt like a lot of promises was made in 2014 and he never got. And he wanted a match with Triple H. We saw that on the SmackDown 1000 episode where he kind of created the tension. And Triple H ignored him. But then, all of a sudden, here we go. He attacks the nature boy, Ric Flair. And like anybody, we saw this with Triple H and Randy Orton. When Randy Orton attacked the McMahons. Now we're seeing it again. So, I'm down I'm here for this feud I'm not really having high expectations for the match. It probably still will be a bathroom break match for me. But, I, you know, I'll be finished by the time. The match will still be going on because we know Triple H matches go at least 20 minutes at WrestleMania. So I'm really looking forward to his entrance and the finish. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first break. Yo, this is Malik Smith with the No Rules Podcast, and you're listening to Break It Down with Brian H. Brought to you by the Wrestling Round. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Now, that is my boy Malik from the No Rules Podcast. Make sure you check out him and my boy Aaron each and every week, wherever you get your podcast from. These guys, man, let me tell you, each and every week I'm entertained. They're talking sports, they're talking current events. Um, we know if you're an NBA fan getting ready to get into the playoffs, you got Aaron Sixers, so he's not going to shut up about it. So I love that. Um, but they just talk about everything that's going on in the world. So make sure you check them out. And, you know, because of their podcast, I've been able to check out other podcasts because they have freak, they frequent guests on their show. So now let's talk about this. Tag team wrestling, folks. Who would have thunk it? WWE you? doing tag team wrestling in ways that you just didn't think was going to happen. You have, right now, you got Ricochet and Aleister Black coming up to the main roster. And you have the former NXT champion and the former NXT North American champion joining forces. So at first I was like, oh, here we go. They just threw them together. But no, they're a legitimate tag team. They're going to be in the Dusty Rose Classic. So for probably these next few weeks, they're going to be really busy as they wrestle on Raw and SmackDown. And, you know, like I said, they still got work to do down in NXT. Um, but this past week, they had an opportunity on Monday Night Raw for the Tag Team Championship. And they lost to the Revival. However, that matter, well, they, I should say they didn't win the titles because of outside interference. And therefore, we're going to get a triple threat tag team match with Alistair Black and Ricochet, the Revival, and Gable and Rude. I actually like this. Not really always the biggest fan of triple threat tag team matches, but I love how serious tag team wrestling is being taken. 
Let's move to Monday Night Raw. Well, let's stay with Raw. Because we also had a gauntlet match where we saw Heavy Machinery run the table. They were able to beat the Ascension, Hawkins and uh, Ryder, and the B Team. Now, the B Team is a former tag team champion. I have this gut feeling that somehow, someway, Hawkins and Ryder are going to become the tag team champions. And I got a gut feeling, bold statement, that it's going to happen at WrestleMania. You say, why? We know there's been this big deal about Kurt Hawkins losing over 200 consecutive matches. Why not let him get his opportunity at Mania? That's the perfect time, right? I think that we'll have some sort of tag team turmoil or maybe a tag team ladder match for Monday Night Raw, and then that's how they get the titles. So I could be wrong, but nonetheless... But let's move on to SmackDown because we also see tag team wrestling being taken seriously there. This week we saw Ricochet and Alistair Black again. This time they defeated the bar. After the bar said, you know, just like the Raw division, you don't measure up. But they would get, after their win, they would get attacked by Shinsuke and Rusev. And then the Hardys would come out and join. Now the Hardys are on a quest to be the greatest tag team ever. So now you have all these tag teams. And remember, there was a point in time in the WWE where folks were saying, man, WWE doesn't know what they're doing with tag team wrestling. But that's not the case right now. This is the best I've seen the tag team division in so long. And not to mention on Raw, I mean, on SmackDown, you do have the Usos who will be defending their tag team titles at Fastlane against Shane O'Mac and The Miz, which everybody ultimately believes this is a way to get Shane versus The Miz. We think that's the way they're going, and that's going to be a big split. But if it doesn't happen, that's another tag team. So this is kind of reminding me of 1999 when you had um, the tag team Turmoil at SummerSlam 99. That wasn't like my favorite SummerSlam, but actually for some reason, not say it was a great match, but I really enjoyed that tag team title match. So but like I said, right now, this is the best we've seen WWE Tag Team in a long time. And it could have something to do with those three letters, AEW. Who knows? i tell you one thing, though. Um, one of the matches they named uh, for Madison Square Garden in a New Japan show will be the Briscoes versus the Gorillas of Destiny. That's a match I can't wait for. i got a feeling that's going to be a great match, especially taking place at the Garden because you know it's hollow ground. Now, granted, this isn't a WWE show, but no, no, it's still hollow ground, so I can't wait. So, big news this week. WWE named Tori Wilson to their Hall of Fame. Congratulations to her. I know there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, she doesn't deserve it. Look, I go on and on. And you know what? I am not on and on, but one, she was... One of the best, um, one of the, uh, I shouldn't say best. She was one of the most sought out WWE divas as we look around the 2002 to 2004. Definitely at the top of her career. Um, when you look at what the women's division was, and people may say lack of, but it was the divas division. It was the divas era. Tori Wilson was must-see TV. She was like Sable. Um and then when Sable came back, we obviously know what happened there. But Tori Wilson was on the cover of Playboy twice. 
you know, by herself and with Sable. She was on, you know, I understand why people having issues, but when you look at what that class was, can you tell the history of the WWE women's division without Tori Wilson? No, you can't. I'm talking about when you're talking about the women of the WWE, whether it's the Divas division, whether it's the models turned vixens, the um, valets, you have to think, can you tell the history? There was a history that WWE had with Playboy. It's just it's true. Toy Wilson, Sable, I should say Sable first, Toy Wilson, China, um, Kelly, no, not Kelly Kelly, uh, Ashley Mazzaro, Candice Michelle, Maria. So, and there's more, I'm pretty sure. But there's a history there. And you have to include Tori Wilson's name in that history. That is why she's a Hall of Famer, folks. So, there's rumors that my boy Brutus the Barber Beefcake is up next. So, I don't care. I know a lot of people don't like him. Brutus Barber Beefcake will always be one of my favorites. Plus, he has some really cool music. So, I'm going to take my last break before I come from the realm. Yo, this is Two Chains of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and you are now listening to Break It Down with Brian H. Waters, brought to you by The Wrestling Brand. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling Realm. All right, from the realm this week, the first question comes from, actually both questions, come from my boy, Sean the Shark Williams. Make sure you check out his show each and every week. He's got two shows, Variety Bites, and of course, The Shark Attack, which uh, make sure you check that out on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple, you name it, he's there. His first question, did Ronda's meltdown make her being beaten at Mania a must happen. I have to say yes. She's, like I said earlier, she's the heel. She is who everybody wants to see beat. So I think it's a, it's a must happen. I thought it was from the jump, and now I think so even more. Now, his next question. What are the chances the Shield gets involved and ends up being what Brock, ends up being what beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Sorry, I miswrote that on the screen. So, I think it's... Biggest, uh, I'm confused, to be honest with you, because here's the thing. Sunday could go two ways. You could have Dean Ambrose turn on Roman Reigns, and then you set up Roman versus Dean at WrestleMania. Or, you could have them fist pump after a win, Going about their business, Dean Ambrose and Roman maybe end up some sort of tag team match, but then come out there and attack Lesnar. I really like your idea, though, because it makes it believable. Brock Lesnar, everybody wants to see the title off of him. But when you really think about it, can you really see Seth Rollins beating him being that believable? Let's just think about it from, a you know, Roman, you look at the two, it's like, okay, yeah, Roman could beat him. Braun Strowman, yeah. Samoa Joe, yeah. But Seth Rollins, eh. We, we know Super Cena did, but I don't know. There's no offense to Seth Rollins, but I'm just saying looking at it from a, a different perspective. Who knows? But I have to say, yes. I do think 
there are, I'd say, 75% chance that we see The Shield beat up Brock Lesnar. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Want to send a special get well soon to the homie Willow Nightingale. She uh, got hurt, broke her neck in the ring. So, definitely want to send uh, my um, get well wishes to her and prayers. Make sure you, uh, I put the link out there. Um, so, follow the wrestling room. Follow her at, you know, just search Willow Nightingale. Make sure you support her if you can. Um, and definitely support her with the prayers, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, next week we celebrate one year of Break It Down with Brian H., the real Dwayne Allen, and I promised you, we promised you that the Wrestling Round brand will be back and better than ever. And we got one year of Break It Down with Brian H., Wrestling for the Culture has been a year. And guess what, folks? The show is coming because I just got word just a few minutes before getting on the air that the real Dwayne Allen and his squad has won a championship so congratulations to him uh he might get on me because i put that out there but i'll i'll take the heat i'll deal with it but congratulations to my brother doing this thing uh coaching the kids um obviously he's a huge inspiration y'all know he's a huge inspiration to me i mean he designed the shirt and the merchandise that's behind me so when you got a brother like that it's just too sweet. So, folks, until the next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.